Welcome to the Arrestor Mimics podcast with your host Ben Talon. Hola and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Talon. This is the original thinking and creative innovation podcast. I'm here hosting for you again today. How are things? Hope you're good. Hope you're all well. Um, I'm off to Japan next week. Uh, really excited about the trip. Uh, and today's guest is going to be out there at the same time as me uh, working on two different projects. Um, Kerry Lemon. If you're not aware of Kerry Lemon's work, go and check it out. She's an awesome illustrator. Um, and that feels like the term doesn't feel like it does it justice. I want to say that she's more of a creative professional. She's doing, as she'll tell us about a little later today, a whole crazy range of projects. Um, started out small like the rest of us and went big. She's working on, she's been doing window displays for Harvey Nichols. Um, all sorts of crazy stuff. We'll talk about that a little, uh, a little in a moment, but I'm pre-recording this one before I go out to Japan because um, I have to have things set up and prepared to have my mind blown out there um, so that when I come back I can drop this one on you on the Tuesday even if I'm rolling around in bed with jet lag <laughs> do it from the laptop um, so the weather today is preparing to have your mind blown by Japanese visual culture um, and Vinyl window displays. We'll go with that one. We'll go with that one. That's the weather on this show. Um, cheers for listening in as ever. Getting some good numbers recently. Um, Mariana Pastana was well received, curator at the VNA, talking about the role of design in our futures. So go and check that out if you get a, if you get a moment. It's a good episode and must listen. Um, talking about three D printing, uh, DNA, all this crazy stuff that's coming to factor now in the way that we design things and what role that has on the in the, in the you know in the wider world and the bigger picture. Um, so tweet me your experiences of Japan if you have, if you get chance. No doubt I'll be sharing a few pictures on there as things go along, and I'm looking to get a couple of uh, Japanese guests, which would be lovely. Um, I'm doing a live interview out there with um, fantastic illustrator Kai Sekikawa, who is a bit, I believe, an award winner out there in Japan, and she's awesome. Her style's really kind of quirky. Check out the social media feed. I've been sharing a few bits on my at Ben Talon account on Twitter. And on my Instagram, which is Ben underscore Talon. But um, hit us your thoughts for the show on Arrest All Mimics at Arrest All Mimics on Twitter. And a little thanks for the sponsors before I get into more about Kerry. Uh, of course, most recent to come on board, we'll start with them today, printed.com. Superb people, really, um, really, really efficient, really nice produce, really lovely. It sounds like a farm products <laughs> really cool stuff really accurate nice colors provided you set it all up correct which they are there on hand to help with their guidelines their customer service is superb so go and check them out and you've got any uh, printed goods i'm going to be chatting to um lauren goodland on an upcoming show a friend of mine who graduated recently and she's doing well with an awesome range of christmas cards so we'll talk about that in a future episode when i chat to lauren for one around christmas um, but for now, my girlfriend of all people, Laura Hawkins, awesome graphic designer. She does my stuff because our skills complement each other's work. Uh, but go and check it out. Um, it's laurahawkinsdesign.co.uk. She's done these beautiful Christmas cards. She's doing them for two charities. Uh, well, a portion of any sales goes to both Endometriosis UK. For anyone that knows about that, it's a nasty kind of... Uh, it's something that affects ladies. It's a, it's a, I, I'm not positioned well enough to describe it at all, but Laura suffers from it. So she sort them out. She's doing these beautiful Christmas cards, um, and she's also helping out the National AIDS Trust too with her cards. So go and check out her website there. Uh, she does these wonderful printed things, and it was her who switched me on to printed.com in the first place. Uh, I was asking her who does her printed stuff because I hadn't done a lot until I started doing this show and promoting myself in print and she switched me on to these guys, printed.com and since we've worked together they've been tremendous in supporting this show, really going the extra mile to share the content, shout about what's going on uh, and you really should go and use them because they're great. Uh, and heartinternet.co.uk uh, for all your tech SEO, social media, hosting, all that kind of stuff, they're really, really great. Know exactly what they're talking about. Go back and listen to the episode with Nick Leach when you get a moment he talks about basics what makes for an efficient website a good website in 2016 effective use of social media very smart stuff that you should be taking in um, and I thought I'd have a little look at um, talk about the sort of scheduling today it's something I've, I've done recently and, and like I mentioned I'm off to Japan to promote Champagne and Wax Crayons my book 
Um, and that's going to be happening in Tokyo and Kyoto and Osaka. And, and I'm, I'm naturally a little apprehensive about not knowing the language, anything out there, a whole new kind of culture going on. So no doubt there's going to be a lot of walking around with my mouth up and completely lost <laughs> and standing out like a sore thumb, being the tall, uh, fat-headed Westerner that I am. And... Um, so what I've been doing is I've been thinking, okay, I can't just let the show rot in those two weeks. So there is going to be a week off, um, and by the time you listen to this, you'll realise that. But um, I used the uh, ads section on Twitter, which is ads.twitter.com, uh, with my Arrestonomics, and I schedule the tweets. It's quite really quite easy to do. You choose the time, you choose the day, and you preload your tweet promoting past shows, current shows, upcoming shows. And it drips, drip feeds them while you're away. You set up all the time schedules. So I will be dropping in natural ones whilst I'm over, over in Japan when I get Wi-Fi and the likes. But just to make sure everything gets out there and keeps the show rolling over, I've been using the timing feature. So do go and check that out. That's uh, well worth doing. And that's courtesy of heartinternet.co.uk. And last but very not least, the first people on board, my founding sponsor and my agency, Illustration Limited. That's illustrationweb.com. Go and check them out. Awesome roster of artists, including Miss Led, Sarah Beatson, Rowan Eason, all previous guests on the show, Danny Allison kicked us off, so much more, they've got animators, they've got uh, fashion illustrators, they've got people who do live work, you name it, really, really powerful agency doing a lot of cool work, so go and check them out, founding sponsor there as ever, also helping out with the AOI, they've got a great relationship with the Association of Illustrators, who've been sharing the posts, who've been done an interview with me, we're going to be working together, hopefully to try and talk to some of their patrons some of their legends and some of their current roster. So they're doing awesome stuff, supporting illustrators with legislation, contract advice, pricing, fees, all the stuff that we kind of don't want to be bothered with. They're there on hand for their members for a very, very reasonable fee. So go back and listen to their episode to find out the whole lowdown on that and where they want to take the illustration business in general because they do a lot of great work towards that. So go and check them out. Uh, So that's the Association of Illustrators. But illustrationweb.com, third sponsor on there. Thanks to all those guys for supporting the show, making it possible for me to do it free every week so Kerry Lemon she's coming off the back of La Boca, I hope you enjoyed that show and there's Ken Garland, a bit of a hero of mine as you would have, you would know if you heard the show he wrote the First Things First Manifesto in 1964 which is still an iconic piece uh, of work whereby around 25 designers pledged their time to the building of a better society and and for the right causes for education for charity for all different things um campaign for nuclear disarmament was one of ken's big ones is still very passionate about us getting rid of trident so wherever you stand on that it's worth checking out a very passionate man into his 80s now but still fired up still working still a legend and a real hero of mine to so go back and check that show out so kerry lemon comes in off the back of that when you talk about passion and ambition Kerry, um, she's up there with anyone that I've met. She blows many out of the water. She's an awesome illustrator. She's a lovely lady. She's a real character. And she has made things happen for herself. I was fascinated to learn that she turns down a lot of work because it's not what she has in mind and what she wants to do. And she tends to work in reverse by thinking, okay, what do I want to work on? What would I like to do? And who am I going to find to make it happen? Unique approach, but it's it served her very, very well. And she's going up, up, up in the world. Off to Japan, same time as me. So that's exciting stuff. She's painting a, a mural, I believe, out there at a university in Tokyo. So, so exciting. She's just always rolling out these amazing projects, but she works very, very hard to make them happen, and it's all self-initiated stuff. So there's a hell of a lot to learn today. We're going to talk about all that, the processes of getting into the illustration game, how she feels about uh, working with architects and all the different disciplines and where she'd like to go. Um, She's going to talk about thinking about setting up as a studio and why so far she's held off doing that because she prefers to retain the creative license and direction of working on her own. So all that stuff's really fascinating and interesting and Kerry's going to be bringing that to us in a moment. So... Let us know your thoughts on the Twitter when you've heard the show, at Arrest Ornamics. I think she's going to go down a treat. She's a popular, lovely lady with very good reason, as I found out when I met her. And true to Arrest Ornamics form, we recorded in two different locations. One was the lobby of a travel lodge, quite naughtily, because we couldn't find anywhere around Covent Garden that was quite enough to record on the fly when, when we met up. Uh, and we ended up in the lobby of a travel lodge, thanks to Kerry's quick thinking. And then halfway through the conversation, a group of about 30 school kids crashed it. So we had to move on and we found a little cafe around the corner in Covent Garden also to uh, to carry on the conversation. So apologies for any shifts in the background noise and any leery cars going past, which were there were a couple. 
but it's more than worth persevering with because Kerry Lemon is awesome. So I'm going to take you to that conversation now. Really, really cool, brilliant illustration work. So you find us, first of all, in the lobby of a travel lodge. Enjoy. Yes, yeah, so a travel lodge. It's a new, um, it's a new one. Glamour. Tokyo travel guide. I'm going to Tokyo in not very long, 14th of November. Okay, on the 17th. Are you, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> How long for? <laughs> Three weeks, Pete and Mule. Oh, nice. I'm going, um, I'm going two weeks to when the book's coming out there. Oh, which is, is Which blows my mind, like, yeah, to think that people... Exciting. It's really exciting. People, people in Japan want to listen to my nonsense. Of course they do. Come on. <laughs> World domination. It's, it's really exciting. So, what's, so how would that come about? Well, we may as well start there, seeing it's come up. Um, how <laughs> did that come about? Uh, I think 2012 I had a solo exhibition in Tokyo. Whilst I was there, I had quite a few meetings with different people. And one of them was with an art consultant. And then a few months ago, they got in touch and said, oh, can we put you forward for a mural at a university? And I just didn't really think much about it. I went, oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Sounds fun. And sort of forgot about it, really. And then they said, oh, yes, you've been awarded the commission. I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> 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 it's big. It's, it's 10 metres. Oh, wow. By nearly yeah. two metres. So okay, yes, yeah, fair big. size. But yeah, I'm excited. That's really exciting. How did you find it? Is it just one time you've been or have you been? Only been once, yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. I mean, I spent the whole time lost and completely discombobulated. That's what everyone tells me and I, and I kind of hope that's what will happen within yeah. reason. But it's amazing. It's incredible. I'm so excited about it because uh, I, just, I have very little in my mind what to expect. Most places I go, I kind of have a vision of it or yeah. I've read about it. Or, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I've read about it, but I just cannot... Nothing, nothing blank, which is great. Yeah. So I just want to go there and see what, like, hopefully sensory overload. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Lots of like buying stuff and getting home and opening up and going like, oh, what's this? You know, I tried to buy a salad and I got home and I was eating it and I got to the bottom and it was full of jellyfish and I was like, oh, that's not what I thought it would be. Wow, yeah. really? <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> so this is one of the things Joe mentioned because I said when I said, I said oh, I'm chatting to Kerry and, she, and I said, is there, anything, is there anything you want me to pitch in there? I don't usually do that, but I know she's a fan of stuff. So, so. And, and she mentioned... Um, she mentions Tokyo. She said, "How did it come about?" Tell me the story. She, she said it was a good story. What? Which bit? I don't know. She said something about. Um, she said something about going over there for one thing, and then and maybe it was a mural. I think it might be. Yeah, mural. maybe. She was talking about yeah. Yeah, I really wanted to go to Tokyo. Like places I want to go, I'm always on a mission to get work to pay for it, or you yeah, know, to try yeah. and find a way to make it a funded. Yeah. Trip. Yeah. Like anything I want to draw, I try and get someone to commission me to draw it. Yeah. You know, that's the whole way I've approached my business. Yeah. Don't wait for the phone to ring. Yeah. And the stuff that comes to me, most of it I turn away because it's boring. Mm. So I tend to think, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to draw? What materials do I want to use? Where do I want to travel to? And then I'm on it, <laughs> like trying to get. Wow, that's a, that's a great approach. See who can make my dreams come true, kind of yeah. thing. Like, so for Tokyo, I. Um, spoke with a gallery who I knew um, showed a lot of European work, mostly French, Nordic work. Um, I approached them and they said, we love your work, come over and have an exhibition. And they said, um, we can't, um, can't fund your travel, but we'll pay for the framing and we'll sort out all the private view and everything like that. Yeah. And so then I got, um, uh, I can't remember what grant it was now, but I love a grant. I'm always going for grants and all that sort of thing. So I got a grant to fund the trip. So. Yeah, that's such a good way. You know, it's funny. I did a talk recently about about play leading to dream clients. Mm. Essentially, saying that you know, you when you lead the direction of the work and you do it because you love it and you're genuinely interested in the subject matter, then people connect with that because it's it's the more most you that you're going to get. But I never thought about that approach of actually leading, working forwards with that and thinking, yeah. what do I want to do and who's going to pay yeah, for that? Yeah, it feels because really empowering. We live in a world now where we can reach out to people globally and can make that happen, Yeah, which is awesome. Have you always had that kind of attitude? Have you always had that get up? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Yeah, I think um, I'm not from an arty family. They're supportive, but they're not arty. And I sort of was supposed to be a primary school teacher. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And then my parents went on holiday... And I sort of decided, oh, I don't want to be a primary school teacher, I want to be an artist. Not that I knew what that meant or how you became an artist, not that I'd ever met an artist. But I didn't want, I wanted to draw all day. Mm. So I swapped, I swapped from 
the degree course from being a teacher to being doing oh, so fine you got art. That far into into the teaching direction. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd, I had a really scratchy nylon suit, and I'd done all the work experience, and I'd gone for all the interviews, and then about six weeks before I was supposed to go, I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I want to try. I want to know I've tried. So. Yeah. Oh, I was an idiot. I didn't. Know. I was trying to save money, so I didn't do a foundation course. Mm. So I just swapped to doing fine art. Didn't know what fine art meant. Got there, it was so conceptual, so conceptual. <laughs> and so uh, I kind of played along. I yep. got the hang of it and made installations. I got a first, but my heart wasn't truly in it because mm. I like drawing and painting. So I was on a real mission to try and get paid to do stuff related to art. Yeah, it's because I'd sort of made this big switch. I was like. God, I really have to now, like, somehow yeah. make my living as an artist. And mostly, initially, it was through kind of artist-in-residence stuff or teaching at a local gallery. Or mm. It was all that. I had eight part-time jobs. I used to drive, drive, I used to cycle. with <laughs> like, huge sacks of stuff all really? over where I lived. And <laughs> I had eight part-time jobs when I started out, but they were all linked to art, and I was really proud that I was, like, making my living, tiny as it was, yes. from art. Well, it's a huge buzz, isn't it? It was great. And then I thought... Mm, by then I'd kind of worked out that illustration was the thing where you got to draw and paint all day mm. rather than fine art and it was too late I'd sort of there was no more money for any of that I'd sort of missed the boat and in the meantime I was working in museums and galleries and then I did an MA in museum studies and, and by the time I realised illustration was my thing I was like oh I missed the boat so I did my usual which is who can pay for this yeah. <laughs> spent yeah. a day in a library Looking up funders, found out about Quest, which is QEST, which is the Queen Elizabeth Scholarship Trust. Okay. And they gave me £10,000 to go and study illustration. And it's free money. You don't pay wow. it back. It's that's magic. A, honestly, that's the, that underlines um, sometimes ha- having the obvious route cut off, doesn't it? That's forces you to respond in other ways and look yeah. what you find. Yeah. You know? It's like I, I remember the most, the closest I've come to not doing this. I lost my temper because I was turned down and I had no credit rating, still don't have a credit rating, so <laughs> I can sort that out. But um, <laughs> I've not had any debts since I've had my student loan. Yeah. But I wanted to get a MacBook Pro, I didn't have anything to work on once I graduated. Bottom of my I'll have a draft, the rest of it. No way of a real starting beyond the drawing. And um, I went to the Apple store and they told me to turn me down for like a three year credit plan for a MacBook. Three days later, I found out I got on a, a placement on a grant. It was like six weeks business mentorship. Oh, great. At the end of it, I, got, I ended up getting about a grand and a half for my startup costs. Free, you know? Yeah. Really that same thing. And it's like, you just sometimes think, wow, that thing I really wanted wasn't going to happen and, and never should have happened and didn't, luckily, you know? And as I don't know, you, I think the more things you encounter like that in this industry, the more it builds a certain resolve and a certain canniness. Yeah, I think um, you can make it happen yourself. You don't have to wait for things to happen to you. and um, In a way, I think you're more likely to succeed if mm. you don't go the same route as everyone else. Yeah. So there's often... Um, so now I'm doing a lot of architecture and public artwork, and a lot of that is advertised, and I tend not to apply for advertised stuff because obviously then I'm competing with other people. Yes. I'd much rather go directly to people and say, hi, you know, you're a really interesting company, I think we could do something really good together. Meet them separately. And then I'm not competing with anyone. You know, I'm not spending three weeks of my time yeah. writing a proposal for free for a job that I might not get. I'm actually just meeting with them directly and trying to get work that way, which I've always found much more rewarding. But I'm, I'm a nerd, and I know I'm quite different from lots of other illustrators in that I'm obsessed with business plans and marketing plans and all yeah. that kind of thing. And I know that's not everyone's So that's why you say it's an advantage, though. It but it's definite, definitely helps me work out what I don't do for a living yeah, and what to say no to Yes, because it's so easy to get distracted and kind of get flattered by things and then before you know it you're like I don't even want to do this but you just kind of go along with things and it kind of yeah so you do so you do turn down quite a bit yeah definitely I, I admire that I admire it and I think the further you go into your career that becomes a skill in its own right yeah yeah I mean a few years ago, I hit this point. I was like, "Okay, do I expand? Like, do I take on staff and become more of a kind of design studio?" And you know, because I'm a lot of the time I'm, comp- I'm competing against these big design studios, and I probably do about a quarter or a fifth of what I'm approached to do because mm. I just don't have the capacity. But I just thought I'm happier keeping it small. I'm much happier. Yeah. Just saying no a lot. I'm because glad to hear that. I'm in a similar. See, I'm in a similar place at the minute. I'm meeting Danny Allison later this afternoon. I'm close friends with and worked with for eight years or so, just as good mates, and been on kind of a parallel path. 
And when I started doing this thing, I was lucky enough to interview so many different people that I started to get really inspired by what they were all up to and think, I can do that. You know, I could, I could direct a whole campaign for this, mm. that and the other. I've got the vision to do that. Never really stopped to thought, but do you want to do that? And do you want to take on everything that comes with that? And it's only recently that I've, since I've been doing this stuff on fabric that we talked about, Chief Star on and, and murals myself, I'm really quite happy and I'm really happy with the workload that I've got the clients I'm working for yeah. and I think to take all that on would inevitably come with a lot more admin and a lot more logistical tasks so I think there'd be less that. time drawing if I yeah. did that and I already am fed up with the amount of admin I'm up to so <laughs> I'm definitely not keen yeah. on taking on any more of that I love spending my days drawing yeah. and so I want to keep small and I, I just... I've never been able to, or been interested in having other people draw for me or trying to emulate my drawing. Like I always just want it yeah. to be my hand, me drawing. And if mm. it takes, you know, so people will say, "Oh, can you come in and do it in five days?" It's like, well, no, it takes three weeks because I don't have a team and it's just me. Mm-hmm. But every mark on that wall will be mine. You yes, know? yeah, and people get a true original, and it's your name and your yeah. faces that's there, which is absolutely another advantage. I yeah. think when you're the face of the company, it's people buy into you and yeah personality definitely. if you find a way to project that and do you feel like you've done that I mean I look at I look at your website earlier obviously in preparation for this and everything carries a certain ethos and I only met you once or twice at ULO and very fleetingly yeah. I don't know what it is I can't play it I couldn't tell you what it is but it, it, to me it, it seems quite you do you think you found you in your work like <laughs> I found me I, I don't um I mean do you feel yeah, like you're getting your so. ideas in there your yeah. personality you know is it yeah I guess because I do everything yeah it can't fail to have that kind of yeah. um, authenticity, maybe, like yeah. because there's nobody else doing any of that stuff. I'm doing all the website updates. Mm. I'm I'm doing all the reaching out to people and the marketing, and yeah. I run all my own social media stuff. You know, so it completely is me, mm. and I love that. I love I love the power. I love that it succeed it so succeeds and fails so based on me and how hard I work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. this company could be enormous if I work really hard or it, you know I, I'm in control of my destiny and that is immensely exciting yeah me too it's we talked about Tokyo I mean I have to sit there sometimes and pull pull it back together I sit there and I think what is going on like, I'm from Keithley yeah. I don't know what's and I'm not going on I've done amazing things that's not the case I, every week I get pissed off at something and we all do and that's the sooner people understand that everyone has their ups and downs the, the, the easier it is mm. but point being it's like I'm just doing what I love and suddenly someone in Tokyo wants to hear them stories and I think okay. yeah good for you <laughs> it's, it's great it, it blows my mind but then at the same time that's the benefit of like you said having the power and, how, and steering the brand and it's 100% you right across yeah and that's something people connect with and I always sort of know where I want to go next you yeah. know I always have a big kind of overarching plan which is less sinister than it sounds, I hope. But it's kind of, you know, now I am very interested in architecture. I'm, mm. I'm currently designing a block of flats. Is that right? In Essex. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. This is an art, uh, it's, an, it's a developer who, who wanted an artist. I <laughs> know, oh, it's insane. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's really fun. And, it's, and more and more, these jobs are out of my comfort zone. Like, I'm, I am not qualified to design a building. Mm. And that is... And I'm often in the room where I am the least qualified person for this thing. You know, like, I'm in a room with developers and architects and yeah. planning officials, and I'm the one designing it. And it's so exciting. So what it is, is a developer wants an artist to design a building and an architecture firm to realise it. So we've got... We're doing well, you know, the site's all cleared. I've been working on it for a year now. We've, we've got to pre-planning, and it's all looking good. So it'll be a few years before it's built, but it's massively exciting. So what aspect of it are you designing? I, I, I don't the whole thing. <laughs> As in the rooms, the, the yeah. Bed. I mean, I've only done the exterior so far. I mean, the, the architects have helped with like room layouts. Yeah. But the design will sort of happen. Inside so you sketching and you conveying the, the why you want it to be like that and what is I don't. I mean, like, are you, yeah. I mean, it? it was is the first time the developer had ever done a project like this. The architect had never obviously had some bozo who draws for a living who mm. isn't an architect, kind of. I mean, it feels like, you know, when you're at primary school and you draw a house, you're like, this is going to be my house. Yeah. Like, it's magic. I get to draw a building and someone's going to make it. You draw the park and don't be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's so exciting. So, But a fair play to you. That's incredible. That's yeah. really impressive stuff. And, and it's this big architecture. So I'm doing all the artwork for a, a town centre redevelopment. So I'm making street furniture and wind gates and paving and lighting and 
underpasses and all sorts of stuff. So mm. I'm at a point now where I'm learning about different materials, town planning, architecture, wow. <laughs> all, all these things that I know nothing about. But I really enjoy the learning. Mm. You know, I'm really enjoying saying, okay, hand up every five seconds. Going, sorry, I don't understand. Can you say that again? Can you explain that to me? Because if you know about stuff, you're going to down your sword and then they knock. Because if you're designing flats, but the lovely thing is, way, I don't, I'm amazing. not expected to. I'm only expected to know about yes. art and drawing, and I do know about that. Yeah. But I don't know about this other stuff. But surely you have creative vision as well. Yeah, so and that is that's the underlying factor. That's once again, I always I get quite angry and I bang the drum about creativity not being championed as much as it should, particularly mm. in this country. And I think um, that says to me, it's, it's creativity, just it's infinite in, in mm. so many fields. And then to think that you can go from you know illustration and, and the work that you do to that is is amazing. But to me, also unsurprising in a way as well. It shouldn't. Yeah, I think um, be barriers like that. You know, maybe because I didn't study. I did study illustration and because quest funded it thank you quest times a million <laughs> it's amazing um i think because i did fine art initially and i did installations you know i don't i never really thought oh i can only draw for books and magazines i've always thought well a drawing can be on anything it can mm. you know a drawing you can translate a drawing into anything yeah. so when i sort of started doing i started out obviously doing magazines and then i started in books and then i did um advertising and then i moved more into retail and it was these big retail installations it led me more into kind of architecture and public art. Yeah. And it's this more permanent, more scary, definitely. You know, a lot more scary, a lot more challenging, but really, really exciting. It's this that I'm now really pursuing. Mm. And so I'm going out looking for this kind of work. Yeah. I'm not waiting for it yeah. to magically appear. Sounds like you're quite happy in the sled. Yeah, definitely. I'm a big, it's the biggest factor of all to me. If I, I can't, I can no longer... Don't get me wrong. There's the odd job when I take it, and I want to get it out the door. But they're few and far between now, and that's what I, that's what I, I chase is happiness mm. and, and the thrill and the next, I think the the thrill. next challenge. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm happiness led, but challenge led. It's like of course, once, yeah. once you get, once I feel like okay, I kind of I've got a handle on this. It's like okay, so what's next? And each time yeah. you do something that's so scary and so far out of your comfort zone the world gets a bit bigger you're like well if I can do that what, what else can I do mm-hmm. and the world keeps getting bigger and bigger because like wow okay so if I can design a, a building that somebody would build <laughs> what else can I do <laughs> you know yeah. and so you just you just become more I'm really ambitious I'm not competitive because I'm not competing yeah. against anyone in the same way that obviously I'm competing against the whole world you know yeah, absolutely you, you can't like you, you say, if you, if, if you can make you as much as, as much you as you can, yeah. if that makes any sense, uh, then why well, you don't need to compete because no. you are you're Kerry Lamb and you're doing your thing. And, yeah. that's, and like you say, if you work, if you're almost challenging yourself with the next Always. thing, that's the ultimate path, isn't yeah. it? You know? Always ha- having a plan where I want to go next, and yeah. always pushing the next scary button. Always like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and de- you can always come back, can't you? That's the thing. You can always go back to a level if you feel you've gone too far. You can always rewind it. Yeah, I can't see that happening. But no, yes, God, you no, can. I, I, no, no, yeah. no, can I? But but there's nothing to lose in going no. for that next thing, is there? Yeah. You know, if it fails, great. You learn something from it. Yeah. Like, all right, you know, the levels of failure, but. <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> but, that's yeah. the thing. Things are getting bigger and more public and more permanent. Yeah. Which is scarier, you yeah. know, with the retail stuff, which I love. Like I've done lots of big installations mm. for retail. But they're up for six weeks and then they're going to bin, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which there's some there's something massively freeing about that, which is I'm going to try my absolute best and then mm. it goes in a bin in six weeks, you know. Whereas a lot of the integrated artwork that I'm doing for this town centre, you know, this stuff is cemented into the ground. This stuff is around for a really long time, That's amazing. Yeah. you know. So there's a level of perfectionism and pressure that I'm feeling to make sure that it's. The, the very best mm. I can do and that if I come back in 10 years I'm proud of it and I come yeah. back in 20 years yeah. I'm still proud of it as much as I can be you know <laughs> but I feel like I've, I've done my very best yeah so how long have you been, have you been going in total how long have you been working oh what, I should have worked this out before I met you can't remember uh, maybe 9 years yeah okay. like similar I'm at 8, eight yeah. years now yeah so that's a complete guess I mean I did so many jobs before I got here because like I said I, I had no idea how you became an artist <laughs> Not, had, not many people do, really. Yeah, I mean, some people seem to, you know, like, I'm not from a family that went to galleries all the time and, and no. mixed with those sort of people as, you know, from your podcast mm. you said that you're not really. And, and so you sort of have to find your own path a bit, and that does take time. I mean, it, it, no one, ha- there's no um, 
you know, it's not like you go on a graduate training scheme to become an artist, is it? Everyone it's has to not, find their own path. Yeah. But and even even the qualifications, even like degrees and whatever else, they 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 kind of kick you up, but really it's in things like conceptual thinking, and it's not really in the in the work in the way of the world. It's not they don't teach you to be ready for the industry. Nothing can apart from just getting out there and finding out. Yeah, the hard I mean, way. I, I do wish creative degrees had more of an element of creative business skills. Me too. I think I need it because you know they're chucking out thirty thousand fine art graduates a year mm. with as far as I'm aware, very little business knowledge. Now, in fairness, I didn't get that business knowledge, and you can find it online. It is all available to you. Yeah. And, you know, the Princess Trust do a great um, online business plan that you kind of fill out, that you can, you know, work along with that. And there is, there is the tools you need online, but, you know, especially now if you're paying nine grand a year, I would want quite a bit more help, Hell yeah. really. And this is a problem that's coming up. I know a lot of friends of a lot of tutors from, mainly from doing this, actually. But... I know some of them are feeling quite bad about the fact that it's nine grand a year now, and, and a lot of people are starting to see it as that they're the customer and that's yeah. the service. Yeah. And that's a shame because they're not they're, they're not seeing it as this rounded learning experience now, no. and it's like I'm paying for that. I should be getting what I want, and, yeah. and there's, there's this almost divide happening between the way the tutors want to teach it and what the, what the students now want, yeah. you know, and what they feel like they're entitled to. Yeah. She's dangerous as well, but. I mean, the other thing I because I was so petrified about getting a job once I switched to fine art. I did so much work experience, and I had to work for money as well, you know. Mm. But I also fit, managed to fit in a huge amount of work experience. So I was like, I just can't graduate and not get a job. I have to, and I knew that the degree meant nothing, you know. Good, good, good for you. Everyone's got a degree, you know. So many people have got a degree, you know. Mm. Under Labour, they were pushing everyone to go and get degrees. So mm. I knew I needed a huge amount of work experience, partly so I had a yeah some work experience within the arts yeah. but also partly so I had a chance to try what I might want to do and I didn't wait till I graduated yes. so I tried being like an artist assistant and I tried working in galleries and mm. I tried you know I tried millions of different Smart things move. so really when I graduated I had a sense of what I did and didn't want to do and I'd also through the work experience got paid work because yeah. I'd done enough work for free that I was then because I, you know I'm not from a background where I could have moved to London and done a year's internship for free or something you know it's just oh, no. not I, I don't agree with people doing that anywhere and I yeah. think it's I think it's terrible and and like you say how can people now the reality of it is it's expensive and um, I couldn't like same boat I certainly couldn't do that yeah. from working class family and uh, there is no excess money you know it's like yeah I, I, say, I, I do feel sorry for the students having to pay what they're paying now yeah really but yeah I mean I, I often get emails from people saying I want to go and study art and my parents aren't willing to fund art they'll fund English mm. or they'll fund history or you know yeah. and it's really difficult because I'm I'm financially better off for having studied art than if I'd studied something else you know mm. yeah and you'll if have, you want you'll it have enough you'll... Hori- you'll have wider horizons as well coming yeah. from a, an unconventional route this again can provide a really good a good advantage yeah. you know in a way from like the Ren Renwick I interviewed last week who's the new MD at the AOI She's come from a different, totally different background outside of illustration, and I think that's not. I think that would be great. I'm yeah. really excited to see what sensibility she brings to it. Yeah. You know, to, to harness what people have already got within the company, which is a love of illustration and a will to make it a better industry. Yeah. Right. So we're back. We're back. A whole I'm group fighting. of school kids turned up in travel lodge, so we're now at a little greasy right. cafe um, outside it's Tropicana Beach Club. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it, I love this show. It's very glamorous, this show. It's, <laughs> it's in, inglorious, that's what we're going. <laughs> oh dear. So, I was going to ask you about your residency, which looked amazing. My The flowers. Yes, were... that was amazing. I'm trying to get more funding so I can keep doing it. Yeah. So I did it for two years um, at Royal Holloway University, working with plant molecular scientists. And this was another... Stupid slash exciting slash I don't know what I was thinking idea of I wanted to know because my favorite thing draws plants and when I draw them I use a lot of artistic license so I wanted to know if I draw a plant if I make up a plant can scientists make it using genetic biology <laughs> yes the, the response you're giving me is what scientists up and down the country gave me I'm laughing because it's genius meetings. and it's just it's brilliant I, I, I get these ideas I met a, I met a molecular biologist at a party recently mm. and I had a similar idea I was just like this what, guy must have access me? to some amazing imagery yeah, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. just yeah. things and I don't know what that would trigger in my brain yeah. but that's the, that's the attitude I'm, I'm embracing now in my, my eighth year yeah absolutely <laughs> well I came up with the idea I don't know seven years ago or something 
and I've spent a long time meeting scientists all over the country, trying to find someone who I thought I could collaborate with. And then I found the scientists, and then it took another two years to find a funder. Um, partly because, so I, I'm always looking for funding for things because I do this for a living, it's not a hobby. And I think everyone takes you more seriously if you're funded. So um, Ted Baker, the high street clothing company, funded it. They were amazing. I mean, I knew I wanted private funding, not public, because I knew I didn't want to spend my whole time doing education outreach, which public yeah. money requires, obviously, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, but because I didn't know anything about it, I wanted a chance to learn rather than trying to teach other people. So private money was the way forward. Ted Baker gave me money with basically no stipulations, just kind of go away, draw. Yeah. Thank you, cheers. Thank you. Can I get a couple of sugars? Sugar, yeah. Sure. And it was just incredible. And so, because of that, um, I spent time at Cambridge and uh, Edinburgh, you know, lots of different universities learning. Yeah. Um, time in Norwich, you know, travelled a lot, met loads of scientists and just. So, what was Ted Baker's angle? Like, what, what, where did they come in? What, well, what, why did they see value in them? was saying to them that um, they're known on the high street for their botanicals. And so it seemed like a good. Ah, you mean as in as in their style, their, their designs and their, yeah, their clothing? Yeah, they're women's wear. They're sort of known on the high street for, and also men's wear, like their okay, floral yeah. prints, basically. Um, and so I thought it would be a good match. It's kind of quirky project. What a cool thing for them to get on then. Now that I know great. that, that's a great thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so that, and that's the way I've always approached it. It's kind of like, what do you want to do? Who might pay for it? Yeah. Even if it takes time. Just keep with it because if well, sooner or later you'll get a chain of things rolling, so exactly. you can wait because you'll have something else. And they going. were just incredible. So, you know, I, I did a year and then I went back, and all I had to do is at the end of every term show them what I'd done. So I turn up with a huge suitcase, unpack it, go, look what I did, look what I've learned. You know, and I did wow. all the seminars and the lectures. I spent time in the labs learning, and I had like PhD students who were doing experiments for me. And so, what about the science side of it? Why well, did they make the flowers? Could this could, so was this the possible? science is not as science fiction as you might think. So, the thing I became obsessed with quite quickly was trying to get patterns onto petals. So, highly um, structured geometric pet and patterns of my design onto large petal plants like magnolias and peonies and that sort of thing. So, I spent time in Cambridge because what they're trying to do at the minute is get patterns onto bacteria. Now, once they've got patterns onto bacteria, they'll be putting them onto plants and they think that'll take about 10 years. So the sort of thing I'm interested in yeah. isn't, is within my lifetime. So you, so you, could, <laughs> so you could actually be uh, influencing breakthroughs here, scientific breakthroughs in a way. No, absolutely not. It's just amazing to me that you as could. an artist... <laughs> you, I think you could, I think you could, I'm not doubting you. <laughs> I love that you think that. What I found exciting was that as an artist with no scientific background other than a GCSE science of a B, that I'm interested in something that scientists are actually interested in at the same time. Yeah. And that work is being done. The work is being done for to try and work out how to make the sort of thing I'm interested in. So that was amazing. And it, it really took time is. to find the scientists that were working in that area. Yeah. The, the, the major problem is obviously plant science are trying to feed the world. So they're looking at crop abundance and pest resistance. Mm. That's the focus of plant science. Um, and I'm interested in aesthetics. So it took time to try and find scientists who, as a byproduct of what they were doing, were also looking at. Okay, yeah. So they might, they might like, they might see the appeal in crossing over into a more artistic world. Well, just the result of their experiments led to that. Yeah. It was massively exciting. I, I, I sort of feel like it'll be a project that carries me through forever. Really, there's so much to learn and so Mm. much to do. And yeah. In terms of experimental drawing, there's just nothing more exciting. So. Yeah, I'm looking to hopefully next year start it up again. Yeah. So I'm sort of looking it's at different amazing. funding options at the minute. I'm now thinking about now my weird brain is now thinking about um, what people got to be in, what they could do. That's not special. <laughs> I got being English, and it, it, in a way, it was my favourite subject at school because art was quite poorly taught in my school. Yeah. And, I, and I, I love drawing at home, but the art, the school stuff, didn't really uh, activate me in any way. But um, but it didn't stop me, which is great. Yeah. Um, but English I really loved, loved reading, loved all the things we did and I got, that was the highest GCSE I got because yeah. I, I just didn't really get into the GCSEs but I've written a book since and it, obviously something came out of that because yeah. I didn't realise I could write but I started ranting on blogs and that's what came. Yeah. So now I'm thinking well, you've, got, you've gone off and done this awesome like sort of <laughs> one foot in science project with yeah. a B in science and I wonder what other illustrators have got a B in 
yeah. they could go and do something awesome with. And it's that um, <laughs> cross-disciplinary collaboration that's so, into that so at the exciting. So into that at the moment. But you get two people that are good at what they do, but don't really know anything about what the other person does. Yeah. But de- I definitely was looking for a scientist that felt as excited as I did. Yeah. You know, I wanted us to meet. Yeah. In the middle. How do you go about finding scientists? I wouldn't know where to start. Um, Google is my friend. Yeah. Google is my like best anything friend. else, I suppose, these days. Yeah, Google. Um, and then spending a lot of time on the phone going, hello, I've got a very odd question. I hope you can help me. <laughs> 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 and then you get put through to like a thousand different departments. <laughs> and eventually you speak to people who... There was a lot of people laughing and going, sorry, you want to what? Who are you? What's your yeah. name? Where are you calling from? Brilliant. Um, but I'm a bit, I'm the queen of perseverance. If That's nothing else, moniker. I am the queen of perseverance. <laughs> Rebrand. <laughs> yeah. And I just wear people down until eventually they let me do what I want. You know what? It's funny. I've been, I've been, I get that. I've been hounding. Hounding is that too strong? Maybe not now. I've been hounding uh, Jamie Hewlett's manager. Mm. I met her. She manages Devon Albarn and Blur and The Clash and all those people. And uh, a guy I had on the podcast, Rob O'Connor, who did like the first four Blur albums, Art Direction, and they did the iconic train spotting poster. Loveliest guy. He met me for the podcast and it did a dream come true for me because I just grew up with all the artwork. And um, I asked him for a contact, so he gave me Damon's manager's contact, so I got in touch. Sent this like hand done package, uh, oh, wow, a yeah. name, really put the effort in, handwritten letter. So she loved it and said, like, Okay, I've got 10 minutes for a coffee anyway. She was laughed and said, I don't know why I'm meeting you today. You know, like, you just I felt compelled to give you a little time. So yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Not really a much since. We got along really well. She liked what the show was about and just said that it might, it'll take time, but just keep me in the loop. So yeah. I'm keeping her in the loop. But you know, it's like every month it's like, what, 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 what number do I need to get to get Jamie? And it's like, I'm just like, hello. Yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> I mean, some clients it took five, six years. Yeah. I'm and I would say, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, postal mail outs. I'm, you know. Me too. I've got all my work through that really. And so, you know, I'll be sending someone something three times a year for six years and then, and they've never replied. Yeah. Ever, you know, to anything. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, we've got this huge job. And, you know, the yeah. amount of times I found out that, you know, I eventually go and meet them and all my postcards are stuck up above their desk and they've just been waiting for oh, my wow. project. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously that doesn't always happen, but when it yeah. does, that's it so does exciting it because yeah. it, you know, it does demonstrate that, you know, even if you're not hearing back, people are keeping you in mind and, you know, you never know what might happen a few years later. It's true. It's true. I work, I still work with Arsenal doing a job for their TV channel at the moment, these animations. And um, three years it was of, of nothing, and then eventually just got back and said, Fine, we got yeah. to work with you. I always wanted to, I wasn't bullshitting. Yeah. I was like, Oh, right, okay, yeah. I thought you'd be nice, but yeah. there we go. And uh, it happened again last week, like two jobs in a week from someone I've been hitting up for seven years, and nothing's yeah. come from it. And that's great. Uh, Presto, like, you know, this new vinyl magazine launches, and she was like, Okay, that's more you. That's so exciting. <laughs> it's Fantastic. great, yeah. yeah. It's, it, 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 you have to. If you don't have perseverance in this industry, I think you've got a little disadvantage because it's tough. You know, it's, yeah, it, can be, it can be tough anyway. You know, you, you have to spread your your, your your odds a little bit. Don't yeah, you? I feel safer because I work across so many different industries. So um, I feel like there's loads of people I can go to for work. Whereas if I just work, <laughs> big line. If I just worked in magazines. Oh, you know, that's a lot of editorial I'd need every month yeah. to make the mortgage. So, you know, yes. by working in loads of different areas, I feel yeah. like diversifying is yeah. smart. It feels smart to me. Yeah. And I feel that, um, you know, having a huge mailing list increases my odds. You know. If, well, it really does, If yeah. I was just sending out to 80 people, yeah. you know, yeah. the likelihood of something that cut cropping up that's exactly right for my style. Yeah. Whereas if I'm sending to loads of people, yeah. You know. And you must be like, you, I guess I would put money on the fact that you're probably like me in that you never truly switch off. So if you're at a pub and you meet someone that, that's a mate of a mate and, oh, okay, that's, you know, I yeah. wonder if it, I'm always on the lookout for opportunities because I love what I do and I, and I want to do new things all yeah. the time. So. I mean, I want to be able to do this forever. You know, I um, never want to have to work for someone else There's no retirement, is there? Let's face it. I've been spoilt for life. I can't work for someone else. So Yeah, me too. It's how do I sustain? How do I sustain keep getting to do this for a living but grow I don't mean in terms of staff but I mean in terms of 
yeah. bigger things, better things, keeping it exciting, yeah. remembering why I'm why I'm doing it, making sure that I'm doing the things I want to do. Yeah. I'm not getting sucked into areas that aren't of interest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I work hard. I work long yeah. hours. And well, that's the point to see. I mean, just looking at what you do, I can now. I think I developed this thing now of, over the years of looking, just looking at people's the way they conduct themselves, the, the, the portfolios and thinking, and you know the hard workers, you know, it's mm. just like the, the sheer range of things you've done on different scales, just that was, that's why I was excited to chat to you because... Oh, thank you. Just, I was yeah. excited to chat to you. It's great. It's, um, <laughs> I love it. That's what, but that's what, that's one of my biggest buzzes about being in this industry is just, just getting to see what people are up to. I just love, yeah. cre- I just love creativity and seeing the, the, the many different ways it goes. Yeah. I never fail to be surprised by the people I've chatted to for this show, you know, like the whole that thing about the science and the yeah, and Incredible. And I love them stories and it just just gives you a whole new ideas all the time about where yeah. you can take your stuff and there's, there's nowhere that you can take it really. Yeah. Illustration is huge. I mean, I'm, I love Yo Willow, which is mm. like a monthly meetup in London for it's illustrators. Great, I really recommend it. I know lots of people keep their eye on it for years and they're too scared to come, but come because everyone's super oh, It's friendly. so easy, isn't it? It's just people having pints. I know it's kind of scary if you don't know anyone, but everyone's lovely yeah. and it's a chance to meet other people who do what you do, which yeah. is which makes you feel sane. And it's such a <laughs> it's it, Yeah, totally. And it's such a lovely mix of people, isn't it? Yeah. such a broad range of yeah. like, there's students. There's people who are just starting people out, just there's people out, who yeah. do it for a living, there's all sorts. And I found that really helpful, yeah. really useful to tap into. Yeah, and people talk to you, people come and ask who you are and what you do, which is, even if you're quiet and you're shy, you can just stand mm. there and someone will come and chat to you. you Definitely. Know? Which is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really cool. So what's next then? What's going Have you got anything exciting going on at the moment that you can tell us about? So the Tokyo trip, um, that's in a month. Can't believe we're in there at the same time. I'm totally nice to see where... And Tokyo's tiny, so we're bound to bump into each that's other. That's amazing. <laughs> and we'll stand out, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got an Airbnb apartment, so yeah. I'm excited. We'll definitely keep in touch. We'll have yeah, to be up there. That'd be great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. It'd be really good to see. And where's, where, where is the mural you're doing there? Uh, it's at university. Yeah. So it's near enough been signed off the design for it now. External or in, internal? Oh, it's too cold. In t- inside. Internal, yeah. yeah, inside. Yeah. So that's coming up. Obviously still working on the flats I'm designing and the um, all the artwork for the development I'm doing, the town centre. So that's at a lovely stage because I'm getting all these samples all the time delivered to my flat because I work from home. And so... The last few weeks there's been all these HGV lorries backing into my flats. Like I'm loading these huge pallets of like random oh. stuff. And the neighbours are like, what are you doing in there? Nothing, it's fine. You know, I'm just backing in these lorries. So it's lovely and I'm getting to travel the country to sort of meet different um, fabricators, you know. Yeah. So the gates being made up north. Stuff's been made all over the place. There's some stuff being made on the Isle of Wight. So there's a lot of wow. travelling and meeting and learning. It's really exciting because I'm drawing it. I'm drawing it small, it's all A4, yeah. and then you go and have a look and, you know, looking at the options. Really? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're what, they're the things that are keeping me busy and keeping me excited and keeping me terrified yeah. at the minute. It's a good balance of keep excitement and terrifying. Staying terrified, that's a good word, isn't it? Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a good good thing yeah, to do. Trying to keep the terror in check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely amazing. Well, it's really impressive stuff, and um, I'm excited about seeing all that now. It's yeah, I mean, pause. for the architecture, you have to be patient. I think it's going to be like two, three years, but yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, last bit, shack in the tank. I don't, feel, I, can't, I don't feel a regular listener to the show I or not, am, but I, I always totally ask. People always do, it's brilliant. Even listeners forget. Oh, it's I'm great. Awful at this. And it, yeah, you, you know the deal, and it's just a love okay. and a hit. And I, I say loosely within the creative realm, but it's, yeah. very, it's very broad, so okay. it can be as of the moment or as long term or as silly or as serious as you want. <laughs> okay. There's going to be a, a lot of radio silence while I think of something now. <laughs> it usually is. People are always like, what? Okay. So. Th- so this is three things and one of them's not true, yeah? Okay. Two. Well, love and hurt, usually. Okay. <laughs> you can have three if you want that. <laughs> um, so the uh, first thing is that I'm I'm good at tap dancing. Yeah. Uh, the, the second thing is that I'm a good diver. And I um, third thing is that I'm vegan. 
and one of those is a nine. <laughs> if you turned it on me now, I'm having to guess it's a lie. <laughs> Tap dancing. No, that's true. That's true. I was hoping that'd true. be true. <laughs> All right, uh, vegan. No, you. I've shaved my answer. All right, I'll say the vegan's not true. But vegan's true. Yeah, yeah, forty-one. Why did I guess that? <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Three things. Yeah. It was a love. It was a love and a hate, but I kind of like that you've gone yeah. that you've gone left field. Yeah, a bit. I've gone a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Brilliant. I love that. <laughs> and lastly, where, where people check out your work. Um, so I'm Kerry Lemon. So that's uh, KerryLemon.co.uk, and on social media, I'm Kerry Anne with an E Lemon. Cool. Is that your real name, by the way? It's my real name. Yeah. I'm I'm the child of Mr. and Mrs. Lemon. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a really, I think it's a cool surname. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My sisters hate it, but I'm, I'm a lemon. I'm loving it. <laughs> Brilliant. On that note, thanks for your time, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> it's kind of becoming a personal little challenge to see just how many locations I can rack up these interviews in. Um, I'm always somewhere new with this little mic in my back, but it's a big part of why I love doing this show and uh, bringing you these conversations from out on the street, out in cafes, out in travel lodge lobby. So I hope you enjoyed that. Kerry Lemon, fascinating stuff, super talented lady, really lovely person. Go and check out her work. Um, real inspiration. Such a broad portfolio for so many different clients, so many different settings. Well, just impressive, impressive stuff. So I hope you enjoyed that one and I hope you're looking forward to future episodes coming up. We are creeping up on that 50th episode. I'm not yet going to say who the episode is, but I have got one in mind. So that's all exciting stuff to look forward to. We've got Rough Trade Records coming up. We've got hopefully Charles Williams, talking to Neil Bennett at Digital Arts Magazine, the editor. Really, really, really good lineup of stuff and people coming up. So I hope you're going to enjoy all them. Thanks as ever for tuning in. Thanks as ever to the sponsors, Illustration Limited, printed.com, heartinternet.co.uk. Go and check them all out for all the things they do because they're all fantastic in their specialist areas and they support the creative industries and make it possible to do this show for free every week. And I hope you're still enjoying it. Keep the feedback coming at Arrest on the Mix on the Twitter, at Ben Talon on Twitter myself. Um, and as ever, soundcloud.com forward slash arrest on the mix, and you could subscribe on iTunes also. And if you do listen on iTunes, please do take a moment to drop me a couple of lines of a review on there because it's very, very helpful. So thanks again, guys. Keep spreading the word. Thanks for shouting out on Twitter. We're getting more and more now. The listeners are going up all the time. Thanks to the Association of Illustrators for helping us out too, sharing the posts. Loving it. Really enjoying it. Off to Japan next week, so you will be picking this up when I return all jet-lagged. Let's hope that I do return, eh? Otherwise you might never hear this. (laughs) Nice one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you later on.